Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio.
the blood that Jesus shed for me.
the throne of God. Revelation chapter 4, verse 2. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one set on the throne. Father, we come standing before that great white throne, the throne that's been established from eternity, the throne which is surrounded with transcendent radiance, the angels, the seraphim, beauty everywhere, the river of fire that flows from your throne. Oh, we love to stand before your throne, O oh God. We love to stand before the throne of God. of divine encounter. We want to be 
flaming fire. with flaming fire. The furnace of love. Beauty. Raging fire. Raging fire. Raging fire. Eternal desire. 
This is our inheritance. Oh God, to stand before the great white throne. To be lost in the river of holy fire. Holy romance. camp around your throne, O oh God. The place of an abandoned life, standing before the throne forever and ever.
Finding myself at a loss for words And the funny thing is, it's okay The last thing I need is to be heard But to hear what you would say
All right, praise God, we're back. Just want to welcome everybody to another edition of Prayer International Radio. It's about 11 o'clock Central Standard Time, and my name is Chris Herzog. I'll be your host tonight. Just uh, spend a little time on the phone with my brother Alex out of Dallas as well, and he is just kind of listening in tonight. We've got a handful of people in the chat room, and some that usually listen by archives, so we just want to bless everybody. Had a few people in and out. We actually cleared our chat room screen earlier. We just got into a couple things, but I didn't think we needed to leave public for everybody. So um had to clear that a couple times actually tonight. But we just want to thank those of you that have been calling in, listening in by phone, getting involved in our live calls, chat room. Those of you that are emailing us, touching base with us, listening by archive, however you're finding us or listening to us, we just want to thank you uh, for your participation for your prayers, for your support. And, of course, you know, we are trying to make ourselves available at least a few hours a day to be an online Christian family for those that need support, those that need encouragement. Maybe you need some education. Maybe you need some empowerment. Whatever it is, you know, we just want to offer the Word of God, present Jesus Christ in a real and living way, and just give time and, and attention to the Holy Spirit as we worship and praise as we pray, and as we allow the presence of God to not only fill our lives, but fill those that are hungry and thirsty. You know, Jesus said, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you shall be filled. If you're hungry for God, he'll satisfy you. If you're thirsty for God, he'll quench your thirst. And, you know, um, just to answer your question, I know somebody asked what song we were playing. It was called Here in My Life. It was by Hillsong. I believe that was Darlene Sheck. I believe uh, I believe it was Darlene. Uh, I believe so. If not, it was definitely Hillsong. She's one of the worship leaders there. But again, if uh, you guys will just continue to pray for us, pray for the needs here at Prayer International, we're just asking God to take care, meet all of our needs so we can continue to operate and go forward. Also asking uh, for those of you that are, have needs as well, 
uh, feel free to leave your prayer request in the chat room if you feel like it. Of course, realize that those will be, you know, public to those that are in the chat room. If not, you can always email us at prayer at prayerinternational.org. You can also check out the website, www.prayerinternational.org. And we'll have that up in the chat room here in a little bit. We'll put that back up in a few. And the calling number is 619-638-8458. So we just want to thank those of you that are participating in that and being faithful to join us online every night or whenever you can. So right now I just want to lift up a prayer for our sister Wendy and just ask God's blessings, God's protection, his peace, his, his presence to lead and guide and direct your life right now in this time and this season. Just ask the Lord to make himself real to you. And we just ask in the name of Jesus that his voice would become clearer to you and that he would just continue to put his hand upon you as you seek him, as you're leading and guiding. Prayer, Father, I pray, Lord God, that you would know your presence, Lord, that she would know your peace, Father. that you would touch her in a real and living way. Father, we pray for her children right now, Lord, that you would just lead them, guide them, keep them focused on you. Pray that your blessings over her household right now, Father. And we just thank you, Father, that you're moving in a real way there. And Father, right now, we just want to pray for our sister who is going by the name of Question One. We just want to leave it at that. And uh, we just speak blessings over blessings. So blessings of the Lord that he would send his angels, give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. So praise God. And of course we've got our sister Dorothy. Dorothy, we just pray strength over you. We pray that you would have direction. Pray that God would use you to pray and lift up the saints and that your ministry uh, the fruit that comes out of your life would bring glory and honor to Jesus and we just thank you for your participation, your prayers, your support and we just bless you right now, sister. And we've got uh, my brother Alex uh, listening in by the phone and we just want to speak a blessing over him. You know, he is actually on our board here at Prayer International and he is uh, a mighty, mighty man of God, uh, does worship, has a prayer ministry to the Highland Park area. Also, uh, he is involved in missionary work quite frequently, at least a couple times a year. He is taking off, going to a different country, doing the work of the Lord. So we just want to speak blessings over him and the team that's going out to do these missionary journeys this this next season. And we just, you know, we'll have him on so he can share some of that in the next few days. Maybe he'll get on there with us and share his heart and just share what God's doing and where God's leading. So we just speak a blessing over you, Alex. Just ask the Lord to provide and take care of every need that you have. And as he uses you, that he would use you mightily to reach men and women with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Well, let me open up with a word of prayer. And we'll just ask God's blessings on the show tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just give you all the glory and honor and praise. Lord, we thank you, Father, that you're a good God. We thank you, Father, that you give us, Lord, your blessings. Father, that your presence is among us, Lord, and that you're a living God. Lord, you're not some 
idol. You're not some carven, graven image, Lord. You're not a stone statue or a wooden idol, Lord. But, Father, you're a living, breathing God. And that you are intimately involved, Lord, with your people. Father, you are moving by your spirit here in the earth. Father, you are speaking to the hearts of men and women still today that's active, Lord. And you are also speaking through your Bible. You're speaking through the Holy Spirit. Lord, you, Father, are involved in our lives, Lord, and we're grateful for that. We're, We're thankful for it. Father, we ask, Lord God, that you would touch every person listening tonight by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would free their hearts up, Lord, with your peace and your presence, that, Father, you would cause their eyes to be focused on Jesus and that their ears would be open to hear your voice. Father, we pray for the leading of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray for the empowerment and the authority and the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon your people. Lord, grant them boldness to witness, grant them boldness to declare the Lord Jesus to others. Father, we thank you that you are a healer and you're still moving today by your healing power. Father, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Lord, we thank you that your blood is still speaking for us today in the areas of healing, in the areas of salvation and deliverance. Lord, that even for those that need a financial touch, those that need provision, Father, you said you were Jehovah Jireh. You're the provider. You're the El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one. And we thank you, Father, that, Lord, you are providing, Lord, that you supply all of our riches. You supply all of our needs, all of our everything that we need, Father. You told us not to worry what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, where we're going to live. Father, just as you take care of the birds, just as you take care of the flowers in the field, Lord, you take care, Lord God. Of even the natural things, Lord, you're taking care of your people. And we thank you, Father, that you provide your good God. And we give you all the praise and the glory and the honor. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Yeah, uh, Darlene. There you go. Darlene Jack Hillsong. That would be the one. All right, praise God. Listen, we just want to speak blessings to those that are listening tonight, and we just want to thank you. You know, we've been in a spiritual warfare, kind of talking about spiritual warfare. The other day we were talking about the enemies of God and and how we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and forces of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. But we also talked about the fact that the enemy can use people in our lives, and we need to be uh, keen to that fact and aware of that fact. And, you know, one thing that I made mention of, and I think we got tested the other night in this. It's kind of funny. We had more trolls and more people come in uh, to the situation uh, than we ever have, and so we really got tested in some things. Hey, we want to speak a blessing over the young prophet tonight, young prophet uh, this guy, hey, if you can hear me right now, put up your info in the chat room uh, so people can find you online. And, you know, we've uh, actually watched him live, and, and I just, you know, I pray. I've been praying for this young man. Uh, very powerful words. Uh, he's got gospel music going on. He's, he's uh, 
uh, got some live Ustream uh, preaching going on, and we just bless him right now. Father, I just bless this young prophet in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, anoint him by the power of your Holy Spirit. Use him as your mouthpiece. Use him to declare the glory of God. Use him, Father, to reach souls for the kingdom, to bring them into salvation and healing and deliverance. And, Father, we just thank you, Lord God. Bless his ministry. Make it fruitful. Make it fruitful. Make it fruitful in Jesus' name. Lord, use him to reach the multitudes wherever he is, whether it's on Internet or live or, or in churches or places, wherever he goes, Father. With the power of the Holy Spirit, bless him and lead him and guide him. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You guys pray for the young prophet. Um, God's using him. And I really appreciate what he had to share a few nights ago. I've, I've been kind of watching, dipping in a little bit, kind of checking it out. If you see a, a, a viewer from Garland, Texas, that's me, uh, watching you from Garland, Texas. I'll jump in there from time to time and uh, praise God. Anyways, you know, we've got enemies. And realize before you enter a battle, you've got to know who your true enemy is. And it's not just people. People are, are just tools of your true enemy. You know, Ephesians 6.12 says it like this, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Your real enemy is the devil. First Peter 5.8 says, Your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour. Realize, realize, that your enemy is seeking whom he may devour, but he's as a roaring lion. He's not the lion. There's one lion, and his name is Jesus. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. And he is roaring over his people, declaring his glory, and declaring his plan and purpose in the earth. But truth is, we have a real enemy. Realize that your enemy, he's an ex-employee of heaven. He's a fallen angel. In fact, in Luke 10:18, it talks about, I beheld Satan as lightning. He fell from heaven. Jesus was talking about watching the enemy fall from heaven. In fact, Revelations 12:9 says, The great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, was cast into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So realize that your enemy is an ex-employee of heaven. Okay? Your enemy is a fallen angel. Okay, he he understands God's ways. He understands okay how to mess with us from time to time. So praise God. We need to be aware. Also realize his time is limited, and so right now his efforts are intensified. And I'm just talking to you about the nature of your enemies tonight. Okay. We're also going to talk about the nature of God. But, you know, sometimes we need to talk about things and make you aware of what's going on. Revelation 12, 12 says, For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has but a short time. So his efforts are intensified because his time is limited. But listen, his power to tempt you is limited too. Not just his time, but his power to tempt you is limited. Corinthians 
says, God is faithful. He will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you're able. He'll make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Realize that. God is faithful. He'll not allow you, he'll not suffer you to be tempted above that which you're able. He's never going to give you more than you can handle. The enemy's power to tempt you is limited. Just something you need to realize. This is who your real enemy is. It's not people. Now, God uses people in our lives to bless us, but the enemy uses people in our lives to distract us. So we need to realize that. Okay, so the nature of your enemy, the devil despises God. He hates everything that receives God's affection. Anything that receives the affection of God is despised by the enemy. And if you're receiving God's affection, if you're receiving God's love, if you're receiving God's protection and his presence, if you're experiencing the glory of God and the goodness of God, if you're walking in the things of God, the enemy despises you. Just realize that. Your enemy's quite aware of God's unusual care and protection of you. He's, he's aware of it. Realize that. Okay, like we said, he, he came out of heaven. He understands the plan of God. Yeah, Dorothy wrote in the chat room, we have to remember that it's a spirit that causes people to act the way they are. We need to stay away from hurtful people, but we need to pray for them. That's right. That's right. We need to pray for them. Job 1, 9 through 12, if you read Job, and, and I don't want to, want to get too wordy, but we can get into the word later, but Job chapter 1, 9 through 12 will give you an idea. Satan reacts with unbridled resentment towards us. Okay, his reaction to the blessings of Job is a prime example. He got upset because Job was praising God. Job was giving glory to God. He decided to mess with him. Okay, and you want to know, okay, it's he's deceptive. The devil's cunning, manipulative. He's the father of all lies. Jesus even said, speaking to, uh, or speaking about the devil, rather, he's a murderer from the beginning, and there's no truth in him, for he's a liar and the father of it. John 8.44 would be a good reference for that. Okay, so Satan's deceptive. He's manipulative. He, he's, he's got a plan. He's got a scheme. The Bible tells us, be not ignorant of the devil's devices or his schemes or his plans. But, okay, so we understand who our enemy is. We understand what his nature is like. But why does he oppose us? The reason he opposes you is, number one, his real enemy is God. He's powerless against God. So he attacks that which is closest to the heart of God meaning you and me. If you and I, if the people of God are close to the heart of God, he's going to attack the people of God because he knows it's, it gets to God. He does that to get to God. Satan opposes you because you're a potential source of pleasure to God. Listen, Revelation 4.11 tells us you created all things and for your pleasure they were created. So God created us for his pleasure. We pleasure God. Read Psalm 149 about how the Lord takes pleasure in his people. Okay, we pleasure the heart of God. 
We pleasure God. And so the enemy knows if he can get to us, it'll disturb God. It'll bother God. See, God is Satan's real enemy. But on the flip side, Satan is your real enemy and God's real enemy. Okay, his main purpose, the enemy's main purpose of warfare is to pin God's heart, is to frustrate his purposes in your life, is to insult God. That's what he wants to do. He wants to insult God. He wants to frustrate the plans and purposes of God. He wants to affect God's heart. You say, well, God is God. How can he affect God's heart? Listen, don't you realize when somebody hurts you, it hurts God? When somebody is hurting you, if you're a child of God, then it hurts God. So the enemy knows if he can hurt you, it'll hurt God. It'll break his heart. It'll 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 stab him in the heart. Now it's not going to kill him because he's God. He's infinite. He's eternal. But it it still gets to him. He's our loving Father. And when you're hurting, he's hurting. Realize that when you're hurting, he's hurting. So that's one of the reasons the enemy likes to bring warfare into our lives is to frustrate God's purposes, to insult him, to jab him in the heart, so to speak. So, listen, the enemy's aim is to abort your dreams. The enemy's plan is to destroy your hope. The enemy's plan is to paralyze your plans, paralyze the plans of God in your life. If he can prevent any arrival of any miracle, he knows that's going to, you know, if a miracle is on its way into your life that's going to bring glory to God, the enemy will try to stop or hinder that miracle. This is the way he operates. Now listen, the reason I'm kind of bringing some attention to this is the Bible says be not ignorant of the devil's devices. And if you study any strategies, if you study war books, manuals, from the, even from our United States Army or Marines or Air Force, or listen, they tell you to get to know your enemy. They give you books called your real enemy. To, they let you understand the opponent that you're fighting. And this is for natural warfare. This is for regular warfare. Well, if we're having spiritual warfare, we need to understand who our enemy is. That way we'll know how to defeat him. We'll know how to come against him. We'll know the way he operates. That way we can have victory. Listen, four of the devil's favorite weapons, and again, I'm going to sound a little preachy with this, but this is true. Number one is a delay. One of the ways Satan likes to attack us is through delays. Think about what happened in Daniel 2 through 14. Okay, here Daniel was praying for 21 days, fasting and praying for three weeks. And the angel came to him and said, hey, I, I, I heard you when you prayed. In fact, we started sending the answer right away. But the prince of Persia delayed him for three weeks, tried to keep the plans of God from coming to pass, tried to keep Daniel's prayers from coming to pass. Listen, the the devil knows 
that if he can delay your miracle, it'll weaken your desire to keep reaching. That's why we're told, this is what we're told, listen, be not, uh, don't grow weary in well-doing. Don't be weary. Be not weary. Don't get weary in well-doing, but you'll reap a harvest if you faint not. The Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Whenever we see our miracles delayed, we see our prayers delayed, we see the answer delayed, it can cause a weariness, it can cause a weakness, it can cause a drawing back in our lives. And the enemy knows this. So one of his main tactics is to try to keep the plans of God from coming to pass in our lives by uh, putting them off. So he knows that a delay will weaken your desire to keep reaching. But I'm telling you, sometimes you've got to dig your heels in and you got to keep reaching. Number two, deceit. Deceit. He's a master at deception. He's good at it. Listen, he knows if he can infiltrate a generation or a denomination with erroneous teaching, deceitful teaching, whether it be half-truths or total fallacy, total uh, if you want to call it heresy, okay, his his whole, the way he operates is through lies. Remember we said he's the father of lies. He's the father of lies. There's no truth in him. John 8, 44. Well, tell us that. But he knows if he can deceive us, he can destroy millions. Listen, one single falsehood from the mouth of an articulate speaker Okay, you take one man that's got some charisma and you put some false teaching inside of him. He can derail. He can totally deceive millions, deceive tons of people, ruin the dreams of millions of people just by one untruth. If he can deceive you about healing and let you think that it's okay to be sick, let you think that God doesn't heal anymore, he can derail and he can... He can deceive you. He can keep you from your healing. If he can deceive you concerning the prosperity of God, concerning God's provision, concerning the way God wants to bless his people, you can use just one person out there to deceive, then he can throw so many people on their game. So the second thing he uses is deceit. Number one is a delay. Number two is deceit. He's a deceiver. And number three, and these are all D's, okay, so I know it's going to sound kind of preachy, but get this. Number one is delay. Number two is deceit. Number three is distraction. Distraction. Look, the reason people fail is because of broken focus. The reason people never reach their goals and their dreams is because they're focused. They get distracted. That's why we're told in Proverbs 4, don't turn to the right or to the left. That's why Jesus set his face like a flint. He was fixed and focused on the things of God. A broken focus is one of the goals of all satanic attacks. Your energy and your time, they get wasted. The enemy wants you to be unproductive. 
He wants you to waste your time and waste your energy and have unproductive friendships and get caught up on unworthy criticisms or whatever distracting interest, whatever thing he can put in your brain to keep you from the plans of God. And listen, your energy and time are too precious to waste. Don't waste it with unproductive actions. Don't waste it with unproductive thinking. Don't waste it with unproductive friendships. That's what idle words are unproductive words. Idle words are words that don't produce anything in the kingdom. So the enemy always uses distractions to distract us, to keep us from the things of God. That's why we're told, don't turn to the right or the left. But we're to walk down plain paths. We're to walk down plain paths. God's got paths of righteousness. He carves out our path. Number four, the number one delay. Number two, deceit. Number three, distractions. And number four, disappointment. Disappointment. Number four, reason. Number four, weapon, rather. Number four thing that the enemy uses against us. Disappointment. And this could be disappointment with yourself. This could be disappointment with others. Look, you need to sometimes refuse to play those previous mistakes, you know, the the things of your past. Refuse to replay them in your mind. Don't let guilt come up. Don't get preoccupied with past losses. Don't magnify the weaknesses of others. It'll cause disappointment. It'll cause you to be disappointed with others. It'll cause you to be disappointed with yourself. Even if people around you think like you're a failure, maybe you think that you're a failure yourself. But the truth of the matter is God created you to win. God created you to be a winner. God created you for success. And everything that you need for life and godliness, God created you for that. The Bible says that you're more than a conqueror. You're a champion. Like my friend Alex used to say, you're a world changer. He used to say, hey, world changer. He used to call me up. Hey, world changer. Hey, man of God. But that's the thing. You're, you're called to be a world changer. You're called to be a champion. You're called to be more than a conqueror. An overcomer. Okay? So don't let distractions and disappointment, disappointment rather, we're talking about disappointment. Don't let that whole thought of failure even stay in your mind. Don't get preoccupied with it. Joshua 24 tells us, choose you this day who you will serve. You're either going to give in to Satan and fail, or you're going to trust God and win. And it's your decision. So listen, you have to be prepared for the enemy's attack. Don't get disappointed. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. As a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. 
Whatever you're thinking, whatever you're meditating on, whatever gets in your heart is going to come out of your mouth, and whatever comes out of your mouth is going to come into your life. So be prepared. The the Bible and the Proverbs says a wise man foresees the evil and he prepares himself. You need to know where your attacks are going to most likely come from. It may be someone you love or someone you trust. It may be somebody in the church, maybe somebody out of the church. It just depends. But the enemy uses people, so we have to guard our hearts. Not harden our hearts, but guard our hearts. Micah tells us a son dishonors the father. A daughter rises against her mother. A daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the men, are the men of his own household. Read Micah 7, verse 6. Sometimes the people closest to us are the people that hurt us the most. That's why we're told to, to trust God and, and love people. We're never told to trust people. We're never told to trust people. We're told to love God and trust God. Love people, but trust God. Put your hope in God. See, God's not a man that he'll lie, nor the Son of God that he'll repent. God will not fail you. People will fail you. Even if they've got religious clothing on, even if they can... Say everything right religiously. At some point in the game, there, somebody's going to let you down somewhere. That's why we, A, have to walk in grace and forgiveness. But, B, we have to learn to just trust in the Lord. Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses. But we shall remember the name of the Lord our God. So we have to get to a place where we trust God. Because the enemy is cunning. He's crafty. He'll use people. We've been talking about this. We've been talking about enemies a little bit. I didn't even know I was going to go here again. I just felt like let's talk a little bit more about spiritual warfare because we're under so many attacks. We have so many things going on against the people of God. We need to be aware of it. Okay, so I'm going to recap this, and I know it may be repetitive. It may seem redundant, but I want you to write it down if you can. Number one, delays. The enemy will try to delay your prayers, and delay your miracles, and delay the purposes of God. Number two, deceit, lies, deceiving you. The enemy wants to deceive you. He wants to put error, lies in your life, untruths, half-truths, so that you don't get the full picture and you don't receive the blessings of God. It may be concerning healing or salvation or, or financial provision. It may be any of those issues or more. But that's why we need the truth. Know the truth and the truth will set us free. Number three, distractions. Don't let anything break your focus. Don't let anything pull you to the right or the left. Stay fixed and focused on the things of God. Number four, disappointment. Don't be disappointed with yourself and with others. Don't replay the the past and the mistakes and the losses. Don't dwell on the weaknesses or the the shortcomings of others. But just pray for them. God created you to be a winner. God created you to be a champion. He said you're more than a conqueror, more than an overcomer. Choose who you're going to serve. Either trust God and win 
or given to Satan and fail. The decision is yours. Now listen, you'll know when you're under attack because you'll get physically exhausted. The enemy will use exhaustion to drain your motivation. And when the enemy is going to come in and attack you the hardest, when the enemy comes in and attacks you the hardest is when you're tired, when you're exhausted, when you've had little or no sleep, when you're fatigued, when when he knows your motivation's down, your enthusiasm's down a little bit. Whenever you face a major decision in your life regarding your assignment, that's when the enemy is going to come in and try to attack you. That's why it's beneficial to be patient, to wait on the Lord. This may be concerning your career or your ministry or your uh, relocation or wherever you're going to go. Whenever a, a miracle has left God's hand to come towards you, that's when the enemy is going to hit you the most. Maybe you're going to minister to somebody or launch a ministry or share the gospel or pray for somebody or, or go heal somebody or something's going to happen like that. Listen, the enemy will come in and start to battle with you the most. There's certain times when he comes to attack us more than others. Listen, maybe you're next in line for a promotion from God. The enemy knows these things. But listen, God has given us weapons to defeat our enemy. We'll talk about some of those tonight. We'll skim the surface on some of those for a lack of time, and then we'll get into some of those in depth. But listen, things you can use to defeat the enemy, weapons you can use to defeat the enemy. You're never going to have a spiritual breakthrough you're never going to win a spiritual battle through your own strength or wisdom. Zechariah 4 says, It's not by mind, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. We're told that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh, Corinthians 10.3. I think that's 2 Corinthians 10.3 and 10.4. I sit them kind of backwards, but it says, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. That's Corinthians 10, 3 and 4. But just so you have them as a reference. Okay, so we have weapons. We have the armor of God. We'll talk about the armor. We'll get into the details of the armor probably later this week, and we'll talk about different pieces of weaponry that we can use to defeat our enemy. But one thing you need to know is you need to know the Word of God, and you need to know how to speak the Word of God. You need to begin God over your life and not the words of the enemy. You need to start believing and rehearsing the Lord's report, the report of God in your life, and not the enemy's report. Hebrews 4.12 tells us the word of God is quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit, it's discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Sorry, but sometimes I rattle stuff off. 
It's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It's quick and powerful. Living and active. Depends on what version you're reading. But it's both. It's quick and powerful, it's living and active, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Okay, so you need to know the Word of God. You need to speak the Word of God. More importantly, you need to obey the Word of God. Do the Word of God. Don't just be a hearer only, but be a doer of the Word. Because that's how you build your house on a rock. Number two, your conversations should always reflect the mentality of a conqueror, of an overcomer. Never give the enemy something. Never speak anything out of your mouth that makes the enemy think that he's winning. Never speak anything out of your mouth that's going to bring negativity into your life. Make sure your conversations are giving glory and honor to God. Make sure your conversations are uh, success conversations, champion conversations. Not a victim mentality, but a victor, a victory mentality. Because listen, if you start thinking like a loser, if you start talking like a loser, all of a sudden the the fruit and the produce of your life will resemble that of a loser. But if you start speaking like a winner, speaking like a champion, speaking like an overcomer, speaking like a child of the Most High God, the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. Jesus said, whatsoever man speaks. That's why I told us, speak to the mountain. Because whatever comes out of our mouth is going to come into our life. So make sure your conversation is the mentality of a conqueror. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Do you want death or do you want life? When these guys went into the furnace in Daniel 3, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego They said, our God is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace. He will deliver us out of your hand, O king. So they knew, but they spoke it. Before they went into the furnace, our God is able to deliver us. So get the mentality, get the words of your mouth to line up with the word of God. And talk victory. Have faith talk, not, not defeat talk. Number three, take authority over Satan. Take authority. The Bible says, Jesus said he's given you all authority over all the power of the enemy. And nothing by any means shall hurt you. So take authority in the name of Jesus, not by your own name. Even the angels knew better than to talk back to the enemy. But they said the Lord rebuke you, right? So take authority over Satan in the name of Jesus. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. God has highly exalted him, given him a name above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. That means cancer will bow at the name of Jesus. Poverty will bow at the name of Jesus. Defeat will bow at the name of Jesus. So use the name of Jesus as a weapon. Use the name of Jesus as a weapon. We'll get into these in detail later. I'm just kind of skimming the surface tonight. Clothe yourself in spiritual armor every morning when you pray. We'll talk about that. We'll get into some details there. But the armor of God is Ephesians 6.13 through the rest of the chapter. So start it at 6.13 and read through the rest just to get an understanding of it. 
but we'll get into it. We'll get into it later because the armor of God's probably going to take a good thirty minutes of teaching or so at least, uh, just really to kind of skim the surface with every piece of the armor. Some of them are offensive. They're weapons, and some of the pieces of the armor are defensive to protect you, and you need them. And it's not getting up every day, putting on some imaginary suit, saying, oh, I put on the helmet of salvation, and I put on the breastplate of righteousness. Listen, it's walking in the character of God. It's walking in the word. It's it's walking in righteousness, walking in, in righteousness that guards your heart and protects your heart. It's taking up the shield of faith, really walking in faith and confidence towards God, believing that he is who he says he is. We'll get into this because I don't have enough time to get into all the armor tonight. But Ephesians 6.13 and read. So clothe yourself. Take unto you the whole armor of God. Take unto you the whole armor of God. Why? It says that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. If you want to enemy, you've got to have your spiritual armor on. If you're going to take authority over the devil, you need to know the name of Jesus. If you want to win and, and have the mentality of an overcomer, of a conqueror, of a, a successful man or woman of God, you need to watch the words of your mouth. You need to get the word of God inside your heart, and you need to speak it out of your mouth. If you want an effective weapon against the enemy, you need to respect the power of prayer and fasting in your life. James says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Isaiah 58 says, Is this not the fast that I chose for you, to loose the bands of wickedness? Undo heavy burdens, let the oppressed go free, the anointing that breaks every yoke. There's something about prayer and fasting that will defeat the power of the enemy in your life. So we need to pray more, we need to fast more, not as a legalism or a law, but just so that we can walk in victory. Just so that we can walk in victory. Praise God. And you need to pursue and extract the wisdom of God. Pursue and extract the wisdom of God through the word, through mentors, through pastors, teachers, evangelists, prophets, apostles, through whether it's Christian radio or Christian television or books, main book being the Bible. Don't replace your Bible time with book reading time. Don't replace your scriptures with ideas and ideologies of men. Now, God will use men and women. God will use men and women to speak wisdom into your life, to help mentor you and coach you along. God can use the television and the radio as media ministries, the Internet as ministries, as resources, to build up the things of God in your life. Proverbs says, A wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding shall attain to wise counsel. That's Proverbs 1.5. But, you know, we need to have mentors. We need to have coaches. We need to have 
men and women in our lives that can be examples to us and show us how to attain and apprehend the, the promises of God. So if you want to shorten your season of warfare in your life, watch what you're speaking. Watch what you're speaking. Words of faith build you up in the spirit. Talking victory is very explosive. When God wanted the present to end and the future to begin, guess what? He spoke. He spoke into darkness and created light. When he wanted the darkness to stop and he wanted the light to begin, when he wanted the earth to be created, when he wanted dust of the earth to become a living soul, he spoke. He spoke. His words created. His words framed out the word. Or I'm sorry. His words framed out the world. Okay. His words framed out the earth. His words created man. So watch your speaking. You're speaking. Like I said, make sure your conversation reflects that of a conqueror. Make sure you speak the word of God. Learn to be a worshiper. Learn to sing. Learn to be a singer. Learn to be a worshiper. Because he, when you begin to worship God, he inhabits the praise of his people. The presence of God, the glory of God will fill the atmosphere, will fill your life. Wherever you go, if you're a singer and a worshiper and a praiser, the, the Lord will literally fill that place. And what's funny about that is the enemy can't stand the presence of God. He hates it. He can't stand Holy Ghost atmospheres. He just doesn't like it. See, darkness hates light. Deception and lies hate truth. Poverty hates riches. It's true. Foolishness can't tolerate wisdom. Fools despise wisdom. In some cases, poor people despise the rich. In many cases, people that are in darkness can't stand the light. And the enemy is the father of all this stuff. So he hates it when we worship. He hates it when we sing. Do you remember when Saul uh, had demonic attacks and David would come and play the harp and all of a sudden the, the demons would leave? Think about that. Listen, be quick to share and to pray in agreement with others. Pray in agreement. Don't just pray by yourself, but pray in agreement with others. There's something about power and agreement. One can put a thousand to flight. Two can put ten thousand to flight. Jesus said, whatsoever things you bind on earth should be bound in heaven. Whatsoever things you loose on earth should be loosed in heaven. If two of you agree on earth touching anything, it shall be done for you. For them of my Father, he said. It's very wise for you to initiate prayers of assistance and intercession. Find intercessors. Find people that will lift you up in the place of prayer. 
So your speaking will shorten these seasons of struggle in your life. Your singing and worshiping will shorten seasons of struggle in your life. Your sharing and praying with others will shorten your season of struggle. And your seed sowing, sow your time, sow your prayer, sow your love, sow your, your money, whatever it is. Sow into the kingdom of God. It creates a partnership with God. It causes God to get involved in your adversity. I mean, God said bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Prove me. He says, prove me. Prove me now, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. There shall not be room enough to receive it. This is Malachi 3, 10 and 11. He says he'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. And I know in my life, if I fasted, prayed, and sowed seed in the kingdom of God, it, it shortens my season of struggle. You'll see significant changes in times of stress. Praise God. Well, listen, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. We're just talking about spiritual warfare tonight. There's so many more things to cover. I talked about your enemies the other night quite a bit. And tonight I I talked about your enemy, the devil. I talked the other night about the enemies being people and just different things that Jesus told us about. We might get into some of those. Let's pray and give glory to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, Lord, we just pray for every man, every woman, every child, every teenager that's listening to this broadcast, whether it's live or archived. Father, help them to recognize their enemy. Help them to not be ignorant of his devices. Father, help them to get breakthroughs in the areas of their conversation and their speaking. Help them to get the word of God in their mouths, Father, concerning their situations and and begin to declare that life and that healing and that fullness over their life. Father, help them to become singers and worshipers and praisers and use the the weapon of worship, the weapon of praise against the enemy. Help them to use their singing so that your Holy Ghost will fill the atmosphere in their homes and in their offices and in their, whether it's their school or their workplace or their church or their neighborhood, wherever they're at, Father. Lord, help them, Father God, Help them, Father God, in Jesus' name. Help them to not be delayed or or disappointed or distracted or deceived. Help them to share and find people that can pray with them in agreement and covenant with them and partner with them in, in the place of prayer and agreement. Father, help them to, to be sowers of their time and of their finances, of their love, of their prayer. Help them to learn to sow in times of adversity, in times of stress. And Lord, shorten that season. Shorten these seasons of struggle in their life. Lord, shorten. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, that you've given us the name of Jesus. You've given us the blood of Jesus. You've given us the armor of God. You've given us, Lord, spiritual weapons to defeat our enemy. Help us to use them, Lord. Help us to use them, Lord. And we just thank you, Father. 
We just give you praise in Jesus' name, Lord, for what you're doing in our lives. Father, I pray for every person tonight, Lord, that they would recognize the enemy, the devil, and they would recognize the people that the enemy is using and give them a strategic plan, Lord, on how to escape the temptation, escape and overcome and not be distracted, not be derailed, not be disappointed. Lord, help them to not take a detour in their lives. Father, keep them focused. Don't let their focus get broken, Lord. We just give you praise, Lord. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing in our lives. We give you glory, Lord. We give you praise, Father. Lord, we say to God be the glory, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you help us to recognize that we have enemies. Lord, help us to fight the good fight of faith. And we give you all the glory. We thank you for victory. We thank you for your blessings in everyone's life tonight, Jesus. We just give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Well, listen, we just pray for everybody that's listening by phone. We pray for our friends Marvin and Deborah. We pray, Lord God, for our brother Alex. Father, we speak a blessing over Marvin and Deborah's relationship, Lord God. We pray that you would just bless their home, bless them on their job, bless them, Lord God, even in their struggles. We just declare victory over their lives. We speak a blessing over them. In Jesus' name, your kingdom come and your will be done. Father, we pray for those in the chat room, for our sister Wendy and her family, Lord. Bless them. Father, we pray for Dorothy Lee. We pray for 121 right now. We pray for our guests. We just ask, Lord God, touch them in a mighty way. We just give you praise, Lord. We ask, Father God, that you would be glorified. In Jesus' name. If you're listening, this is Prayer International. My name is Chris Herzog. This is our radio show. We're on from 10 to midnight every night, Central Standard Time. So from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock, Central Standard Time. You can check us out on the website, www.prayerinternational.org. You can email us at prayer, that's P-R-A-Y-E-R, at prayerinternational.org. And we'll be back tomorrow night, same time, same place. Realize, warfare gets the strongest right before your breakthrough. Warfare gets the strongest right before your miracle comes. So dig your heels in and get ready to fight. Keep fighting because the warfare is not going to stop. But you have the victory in Jesus' name. Praise God.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.